right, welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Dumb Shit. I'm your host, Bob. And I'm Billy. And this week we are talking about a genre, a film genre very near and dear to my heart, especially most of my childhood. We're talking about slasher films. Oh, yeah. The epic, epic slasher film. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so many. So, so many, many growing up. So many growing up. It was a huge part of our uh, film childhood. Our mom gave no ifs. Like, oh, yeah, you can watch this. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, this they gave us a nightmare. Yeah, it was just me mainly. When they gave mostly me you. Yeah, I was. Just, I, was I think I'm. Okay. I turned out okay. She, uh, those she wouldn't let me watch, even though I wanted to sometimes. Uh, no, I mean it's uh, the genre itself. Such an iconic genre, like pretty much encompasses most of what you would consider like the good '80s horror. Uh, to me, at least, you yeah. know, when I, when I compare things, you know, we're looking at things like, oh, but is it as iconic or good as Halloween or Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street? Things like that, you know, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw, Scream. Well, those were the big ones. Yeah, those are the, there's so many other. I mean, you had, you know, genre. you had your monster films and then you had like your supernatural, like poltergeist, but yeah, like ghost kind of they thing. Didn't, they didn't stand out as much. As the slasher films did with their crazy well, it, characters, it was just popular. You know, they had those iconic characters. They looked good. I think what you said it right there. They're iconic. You know what I mean? Like um, Michael Myers is just an iconic character. You know, Jason Voorhees, iconic. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, <laughs> Freddy Krueger is the most iconic. You know, he's with the one-liners because he talks. So he had that. Yeah, he he had that level of like fear that was like psychological and just this dude's gonna cut me up. Um, and then make fun of me. Yeah, and then joke on me the whole time. Gonna clown my shoes, like cuts my head off. Um, but yeah, man, that's such an important, I guess, part of my childhood, especially. I mean, of course, yours too. Um, I'm not sure if you watched probably as many as we did. Mom, just like I said, I don't. I, don't, I have memories of being like three and four years old watching Friday the Thirteenth. Um, oh yeah, like I have a vivid memory of. It. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode. Uh, I want to say I wasn't even in school yet. And we were watching, I can't remember which one it is, Friday the 13th. There's like this two people, like this punk rock looking dude, and they're doing it in this yellow dinghy. And Jason just stabs them with this huge spear up, up from the lake. And their bodies are just like Vlad the Impaler style, just hanging from this thing. And I have like a strong memory of that. And it was, I mean, it was pre kindergarten, dude. We lived yeah, over. And- Mom tries to pretend like sometimes that she didn't let us watch any of that, but she definitely did. Like multiple, multiple times, I can remember being six. It's somewhere between six and seven, watching that stuff over uh, with Tiffany at Sherry's house, like constantly, or being next door at Mark's, and uh, just watch. I remember watch Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street because Sherry didn't care. Sherry didn't care at all. No, she's like, yeah, we can watch it. I mean, I want to say that memory. We were at Sherry's apartment. It was you were probably a baby. As a matter of fact, I know you're a baby because we lived in over in Colonial Oaks, but uh, yeah, I mean, we were hanging out in Sherry's living room watching it with you, like me, Rusty, Larry, and then you two just, you know, drooling on yourselves over in the crib. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that 100% was it, man. Like I said, it was so so important, I guess. And I don't mean, I mean, I think it may be important to my development as a kid. Like, I just really identified a lot of those movies, and not like in a weird, creepy, I want to kill people way. I just liked them, man. Like, they were so iconic and so, like, I kind of latched on. It kind of helped. Yeah, it was. It became a big, like a bigger part of our adult life. 
Oh yeah, I mean, and like I said, like one of my God, one of my dreams in life right now, like a bucket list dream would be to play a masked killer in a film like Michael Myers or um, you know, or Jason. You know, being a huge a big dude, you know, that's like kind of like, man, give me a mask, give me some kind of weird bladed weapon and let me be in a slasher film. And that would be pretty much epic. I'm probably gonna have to write it myself and like direct and act or something because no one else is going to cast me in it I'm not an actor or anything maybe, maybe one day i'll write a movie for you bob and that'd be cool man no like it was funny like i, I always wanted to do that and i never thought like a little quick story i never thought i would ever be something i could do right i went to a horror convention one time we're walking around and uh there was an actor there he was in the laid to rest series he played chrome skull he just wore this chrome skull mask that was essentially it kill people you know one of the newer more modern slashers and that dude was like, never come to Hollywood. And I was like, what? He was like, never come to Hollywood because you will take all my work. You are a huge, scary man. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, man. I missed my calling, dog. I could have went to Hollywood and been in all these slashers. I could have traveled the world going to conventions. Just could have done autographs, man. Now I'm all old and I just scare high school kids. I don't scare people on the first screen anymore. And you know, I think it's funny. Just I'm as big as you are, you definitely could have done any of that. Oh, dude, if and I don't went to Hollywood. Knowing all the people we know that do movies now, it's just funny that it hasn't even happened yet. I know. I mean, I've, played, I've been Frankenstein in a movie, I think, once. Like a, a quick, you know, short film kind of deal. And then I've worked on a couple, you know, like um, cast crew. I've been little bit parts, um, you know, directed a couple little things. But nothing ever, never came, never came from it. You know, I talked about... Um, I've talked about writing one a bunch and talking to Steven and a couple other people like, man, let's do this. I just want to be a mass killer in a movie. Come on. And uh, maybe this summer, whenever I'm off school again, and I got some free time. I'll try to sit in and sort it out. So, man, um, while we're on the topic of, you know, slashers and this big, huge genre, in my research, I was looking around some things and just, there, apparently there's a lot of debate over what the first slasher film actually is um a lot of argument a lot of people say you know halloween of course and of course the genre didn't even exist until halloween so i guess in a technicality way halloween is the first one um and it's I mean, just because I mean, you want to be genre. technical the slasher film is just i mean according to wikipedia it, it's just a Subgenre of horror films. Oh yeah, well, there's a whole like killer yeah. murdering a group of people, usually with the use of a bladed tool. Yeah. Well, as I was going to say, I was doing some research on what the original horror one is, the original slasher film, and they had some criteria, right? So it said usually a slasher will either they are or they were human. So like in cases like Jason Voorhees, he's kind of like that undead situation yeah or like freddy who's a freaking demon uh they are were human they either choose or are compelled to kill so like in the case of michael myers he's like driven to kill you know leatherface chooses to kill freddy chooses to kill jason's kind of driven to kill um you know and the ghost face chooses to kill he wasn't really compelled he just wanted to you know um uh they have a body count so you know in all those movies, there's definitely more than one death. For uh, sure. Usually you have in the neighborhood of three to ten, uh, depending. Uh, tend to have a final girl. That's a big trope of the slasher film. You got to have that final girl uh, who survives. You know, you saw it really apparently in like Texas Chainsaw was a big one. 
you know, with her driving off, screaming at the end of the, the back of the truck yeah. at the end. Scream laughing. How <laughs> crazy. Like, what the hell's wrong with you, girl? Uh, and of course, Lori Strode, you know, um, you know, the iconic final girl. You know, you got Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, usually structured around graphic killings. And I think that's some of why some films get kind of like, eh, it is, it isn't. Because, you know, and there's a lot of brutal murder. Like, you know, Michael Myers is folding people up in a bed. Jason's putting spears through doing it couples' bodies. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. Is graphic, and then uh, they rarely follow police, and that was that was a big one uh, because a lot of people, because in the Italian giallo films, giallo, giallo, something like that, um, they essentially are very similar, but they're they're done, they're presented in more of a procedural. You know what I mean? So a lot of oh, those okay. early films get kind of like taken in order, kind of like okay. it shows. You know how like in like. You might see the police in a movie, but like for us, a lot of a slasher is like the victims and the killer interaction. That's it. Whereas yeah. in a true giallo, it's like a crime drama. So you're going to see the police and they're talking to witnesses and they're cutting back and forth. It's like a crime thriller meets slasher kind of film. Okay. So they got out of the running. And of course, there's a ton of proto slashers. Like technically, Texas Chainsaw is a proto slasher, uh, even though it fits most of the criteria because it's a little bit before the genre you know uh black christmas is often regarded as an early one which is also 74 uh psycho of course gets gets cited a lot as one of the early slashers more of a proto precursor um but i was it was cool i've never even heard of this film i was doing my research to come to find out one that fit all those definitions and they you know, it was from a, a paste article was an italian film called torso which came out in 1974 uh, directed by Sergio Martino, which apparently it was a giallo, but he took a different approach to it, and it was less of less of the police procedural stuff and more of just really focusing on the brutal killings. Now, okay. I mean, giallo has a lot of also softcore porn elements to it. There's a ton of like naked girls getting murdered. I mean, uh, Italy. Yeah, it's an Italian film. Um, but yeah, so that was I thought that was interesting. You know, in doing my research, I'd always kind of thought, you know, I, I knew about the Black Christmas. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, but you know, Halloween was like the genre was kind of coined after that. Uh, but it was interesting to see how many other movies like kind of fit that era. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot. Oh, there's a ton. I mean, and some of them coming dating back to the '60s, like Psycho, for instance. It has a lot of those things. It doesn't have necessarily the body count, um, no, or like the final girl, maybe. Or even like the graphic killing because there's not much, not much graph. There's not you don't see anything. A little bit of blood going down the drain. But it's also Hitchcock who's like the king of thrillers. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just found that interesting. Like those kind of criteria, and then I think that was when you think about all the ones we, we kind of like and look at, and it, it kind of fit all those. Yeah, I think it's funny, you know, to look back and uh, all the ones we've seen because we shit we've seen a lot. Yeah, that oh for sure. You know, do you remember any as a kid that actually scared you? Um, no, I was more scared of like the like the ghosts kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's because mom was like um, the yeah, real stuff, the real supernatural type stuff. Like, like mom would never let me watch like The Exorcist. Like she was really, she's still to yeah, this day. That was her one of, movie. That's her um, one movie. That I think that never kind of stuff kind of carried over on me like i remember being scared of like poltergeist um i remember being scared of 
uh, I don't remember now the name of it, but a couple other ones that dealt with like the more supernatural ghosts, like demons, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Things you couldn't necessarily handle. Like, I feel like Nightmare on Elm Street would have that situation, that vibe, if Freddy wasn't so funny and with the one-liners. Yeah, he's very comical, for sure. I think it's funny, too, that just, you know, like now I like all these movies, but I can remember being younger and being absolutely terrified of Chucky. Oh, dude. To, like, the point, like, I have a vivid memory of us hanging out in the basement. It was me and Brittany and Tiffany. Like growing up, always hanging out downstairs watching TNT. Uh, I think dinner and a movie that we had talked about before was on, and it was playing Adventures in Babysitting. Nice, it's and classic. It, it went to a commercial, and the commercial was for Child's Play Two that was coming on later in the week because it was around that Halloween time. And I ran upstairs, crying my freaking eyes out, scared <laughs> to death. Dude, you were so, so scared bad. of that doll. Dude, I remember that. And now, like, he's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. He's, he's top three for me. I freaking love Chucky. You were super scared of him when you were a kid. Like, for me, Chucky was never scary. I guess because. I don't know what it was. When it came I don't out, know why I was, he was so scary to me. But I was a little older. Maybe because you were young and it was like one of this motherfucker's toys came alive and he killed some people. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if we're gonna be honest, you know, like, it, well, it, I mean, I really only had two. Like, there was only two I was ever scared of, and it was Chucky and freaking Leprechaun. So maybe it's just little people. <laughs> maybe scared of little people. Scared of little people. Leprechaun was terrifying. I remember because I remember being at Sherry's, uh, one of their apartments. Like, it was before they got a house, and y'all oh, were in the living room been, watching Leprechaun. A uh, baby, baby. Before I wasn't a baby. House. I just remember it. Y'all were in the living room watching one of the Leprechaun films. And I remember walking in, seeing that y'all were watching Leprechaun and being like, nah, I'm good. I just turned <laughs> around. And the, the man, it was so terrifying. And that's another one of my favorites now, too. And it's so funny about it is the, the first time I went to um, the Star Wars celebration, I met Warwick Davis. And I, you know, I was telling him like how excited I was to meet him, and and the only thing I could think to tell him was how much he terrified me as a kid <laughs> playing the Leprechaun. Like I was there for Star Wars, yeah. but I had to let him know how scary he was at Leprechaun. And then he immediately jumped into the voice. I was like, <laughs> "All right, you have to get me gold." Oh man! And I was like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Now you have to go home and talk to your therapist." I'm like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> that's really cool he's like one of the nicest dudes i've ever met he was super nice so i was just, i just looked it up that came out in 93 so you were like seven when that came out so we we, we for sure would have lived in a house by then so i'm not sure what memory you have but i think we did but we were we were at but, sherry's apartment uh, they lived there before we did she was with mike oh okay so well, i think maybe it was mike's apartment maybe and she, she was just over there, there. Because I think Mark, yeah, Mark was still alive then. So okay, okay. So when she kind of moved out before Mark, okay, okay. It's before they had the house over there by Grandma. <laughs> we're not. We're telling all these stories about people that no one. I know. This podcast know knows who the hell we're talking about. Uh, whatever. We're family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are our family and neighbors growing up. In uh, our broken childhood, where our mom let us watch every horror movie under the sun. <laughs> um. So yeah, man. I guess let's get into our. Uh, our, our typical episode here what's your what's if you had to pick one favorite what would be your favorite 
Oh man, by far. Like I, I almost picked Scream. I will say that. I love Scream. Uh just because kind of it was like the one that came out as I was growing up. And those usually hold a little more like nostalgic feeling for me. But by far the Texas Chainsaw Massacre has been my favorite for as long as I can remember. Like I remember the first time I saw it that I was just like, this is crazy. There's this big dude wearing this person's face on his face, just cutting people over the chainsaw. <laughs> and right. it, it was gritty. It felt real. Like, unlike, you know, Jason and Freddie are kind of mystical and, you know, they kind of have this mystique to them where they're kind of magic. Yeah. They're kind of like supernatural more so. Yeah. Like you're like that. Freddie and Jason can never happen. Leatherface can happen. Yeah. Oh, I mean, being from Kentucky, Leatherface probably has happened. Yeah. I mean, and it was so good. Like you, like you said, it came out in 74 and Toby Hooper, uh, you know, helped write and direct it. Just the way it flowed was good. The angles they used in the movie were really good. Uh, Marilyn Burns, who played uh, Sally Hardesty, was really good. Uh, you know, did, uh, the final girl yeah. screaming, like we talked about, scream laughing at the end. Um, you know, the whole scene where she has to eat dinner with him. Oh, dude, they're like the grandpa's hitting her in the freaking head. They <laughs> had shot that scene. <laughs> They had been on set all day and they're shooting for real in Texas in the middle of summer. It's over a hundred degrees and they had done that take probably over 10 times at this point and they're all losing it. Like they're hungry. They're dehydrated. They're really losing it. So that scene at the end where she's just screaming at the table when they're trying to feed her is all real. Like Toby Hooper was just like, yeah, we're just going to go with this. She was just losing it. <laughs> she just lost her mind. And I was like, oh my good, Yeah. I mean, she's okay now, obviously, but like during that time, it was like, you just, all right, we just got to get this. God, man, get it. No wonder fucking Gunnar Hansen hated that movie. And it, it was real, you know, and then, yeah. you know, Gunnar Hansen, who was the, who is Leatherface. Other people have played yeah. him. Yeah, he but is Leatherface. Is Leatherface, and you know, he's passed away. And a lot of these people have passed away. Uh, Edwin Neal, who played the hitchhiker, another great. Like mm-hmm. he, he was crazy. You legitimately thought, oh, this guy's gonna kill me for sure. He looked like somebody you could genuinely just pick up off the side of the road. Not that you do, because we watch movies like this, so we're smarter. But I mean, the the fact that it was real, real ish, I guess not, it wasn't real. They portrayed it as a real film. Yeah. Like this is based on real events. When yeah. it's, kind of, it's very loosely based on Ed Gein. But the plot is largely just fictional. Yeah, just crazy Texas people. Like there was no one that ate anyone. I mean, yeah, he ate. But I mean, you had cannibals. Ed Gein did make things out of people's Yeah, I'm pr- pretty sure he probably, he probably ate them too. And masks. He might have ate them. But yeah. nobody killed anyone with a chainsaw. No, no, no. I mean, that was that kind of stuff didn't happen. You got to add that cool weapon in there. You know what I mean? But like, it's funny. I was doing some research and looking at Texas Chainsaw. And a lot of people argue about 
whether it is a slasher, where it isn't. And someone called it. They thought it was really funny. He said it's like a, the, it's like a just a reverse home invasion, home invasion film. They just ran up in this dude's house and he's defending his home. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I've never. I think it was Reddit. I said I've never thought about that ever. Like, <laughs> really, Letterface was just like, why are you in my house? <laughs> they were like, it's straight up. Just some dude coming. Hello. I wasn't going to come eat you. Broke my crib. And then what's crazy is that guy walks completely in the house not like in the doorway yeah. no nah, he he's goes in into the home yeah he's looking around and he's like leather face just comes out and like i don't know you stranger hammer yeah. to the face he was just scared and he was defending his own he cannibal corpse him hammer smash face done there you go <laughs> you know it's funny i met gunner hansen um at a horror convention as well um and he was telling me about how much he hated that role like he was like i appreciate it because you know that's why i'm at these shows for and I like the fans, he said, but I hated playing that character. He said it was hot. It was miserable. Uh, he, he talked about not yeah. not that scene in particular, but just he kind of referenced that kind of um, vibe on set. It was like Toby Hooper would like, no, nah, we're going to get this scene. And they'd be there all night because they had such a small budget and such a small window. Yeah. That it had to get – the shot had to be done. So he was well, like, most yeah, of those, Yeah, most of those it. actors and stuff were just straight local actors from Texas. Yeah. Like a lot of them were just from the area where he's like, well, we're just going to do what we got to do here. And I, I mean, yeah, you, you, I remember you went to that convention. Yeah. I got you a tour. My, my prized possessions. Yeah. is a signed uh, Gunner Hansen uh, leather face action figure that says, dear Billy, have a happy birthday or I'll kill you. Gunner Hansen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, like, one of my favorites. I remember I was there and I was like, it's almost it's almost my brother's birthday. What can I get him for his birthday? Oh, Gunner Hansen's here. It's on. Uh, and he, he was super nice, man. Talked to me. Like he didn't charge me anything for an autograph. We talked for probably 20, 30 minutes. Um, you know, of course he talked to me about being a big dude, and he talked to me about, you know, that's how he got the role. He was just a big guy and he knew some people. He was a big dude. And uh, he was just real, real laid back. I mean, he did talk about how brutal that 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 set was, just how terrible. <laughs> the situation was he's like no i hate this uh it was so hot it was so miserable and he had to wear like that mask that he said it just his was just kind of stuck to his face from sweating so much i'm sure yeah Let it was it was day. interesting man like um it's just interesting to talk to it's a great film you know it's definitely um up there for me as well as a favorite um just because i don't know i've always been a fan of uh maybe it's because like i know it's texas but in my mind i'm like this could be kentucky <laughs> like these are straight backwoods that's, you know, that's part of it too like you know it seems real oh yeah it portrayed it like this really happened but well, i think too like, like you can feel said, like yeah this probably really did happen oh for sure and I it can happen in any anywhere rural type area yeah any country kind of that lower mining town experience yeah half our state no, I'm being I'm being too nice. Two thirds of our state. Uh, I mean, even so, like one of the the remake uh, in 2003. Which one? The one with uh, Andrew Didadio, where he's saying this, or Arlie Michael Arlie. Bay one with Arlie Army. Oh, dude! Just before you get into, if you bash those, I love those movies. Oh, I'm not bashing them because yeah, when Arlie Army hits Arlie that Army is mouth, great. When he hits it with that bottle and says, "Now you look just like me," I about peed myself laughing so much. It was, um, but sorry. it was the it was the mother. And I think she was the mother. I think she portrayed the mother. She was the old lady who ran the shop. Yeah, yeah. Who straight up reminded me of our grandma Keith. <laughs> yeah, 
just this chain smoking old lady just hanging out she even kind of talked like her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was like this is real my family's probably done this <laughs> go over eat dinner it's people read people you want to go to mamaw keys for dinner nope no i don't no, i'm good i'm not hungry that's funny i mean yeah even that like the first one's good but there's a ton of others you can you know the first one's my favorite but you can go off and watch all of them are decent give or take two but you know two is really good it's very silly completely different than the other ones three is good it's also different but it's good uh the remakes texas chainsaw massacre and then the beginning both of those are good you know it's a little more grittier because it's newer uh, than texas chainsaw 3d which i thought was still pretty good it, again it was a little different we went to the theater and saw that i remember that uh, yeah, i think that one um that might be the last one with gunner hansen in it i don't know i don't know if he played i think he plays that. bubba Saw- sawyer in that movie and there's archival oh, yeah, footage of him as leatherface he did yeah and the, oh man hey two and is great though two's good there's only two bad ones in my opinion because and, chop I, top, and some people will say that it's not but it's the texas chainsaw massacre the next generation just total hot garbage with matthew mcconaughey and renee zellweger yeah, trash which is their first starring roles it's garbage was not good no it was garbage that's one that's that is a blight on the series <laughs> in my opinion this and the other one who is in my opinion is right up there is the last one that came out that was just called Leatherface, where he was like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't need that. No. I hate that. I hate any of that shit. I don't want prequel stories on my slasher film. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I don't you. care what they did before. I need to see them what they're doing now. Yeah, well, man, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I, they're not characters you need to have sympathy for. They are no. Murderers, slashers. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I feel bad your, because yeah. he's got a disfigured face. Oh, and your sad uh, childhood? No, you are a huge man who kills people and hangs their body on on meat hooks, and that's what I need to see. Um, Straight up. Yeah, and man. I am excited though. They're making another one. They're rebooting it. Of course Again. they are. You know how they do. It's supposed to come out next year. Um. And it's supposed to take place after the first one, kind of like they did with the newer Halloween ones. Yeah, but they've done that a couple of times. Well, I mean, they've made two, which technically takes place after it. And then they rebooted Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was a like reboot again where it took place after the second. Yeah, 3D is a direct sequel to the 74 film. They're doing that again. Uh, But I mean, if if the new Halloween's anything to go off of, I bet it would be pretty good because that new Halloween was awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm with you on that. I did like those. I like all the other ones too, though. Like, it's ridiculous to me. I like three is great. Two is great. I guess that you did that perfect segue for me. I'll talk about my favorite. Um, of course, is Halloween. Um, Halloween. I know that's kind of like cliche. Everyone's like, love Halloween. Um, I just like the character, man. Like the movie itself. Halloween is so good. Well, I feel like if you like slasher films, you you can't not like Halloween. It's the most iconic. I would say out of all the slashers, Michael Myers is for sure the most iconic. He's the most recognizable. I mean, Jason Voorhees mask is. I'd say maybe Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's probably. But those three, though, those three are so. Well, see. They're they're top three for sure. The reason why I feel like, and and Jason Voorhees has this as well. 
it's the anonymity. You know, like anybody can be that character. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take away. Like we saw with that Tech Nightmare on Elm Street remake, only Robert England could be Freddy Krueger. Yeah. That new dude, I can't remember his name right now. Um, Cat from the Watchmen movie. Yeah. I mean, he did okay. Hot ass garbage. Don't he even. He did okay. He tried. No one could be Robert England. But you it's, can't be Robert England. It's That's the same the thing. thing that happened to the Hellraiser series. Doug oh, Bradley yeah. is Pinhead. Period. Forever. Period. But what's so good about you know the shape or Michael Myers and of course Jason Voorhees is that literally any big person can play that. You just yeah. gotta have that ominous presence. You know what I mean? It's not a voice. It's not a, um, and that's what I like about it. It's not a voice. It's it's not a, an action. It's just his demeanor. Like his presence is scary. You know what yeah. I mean? And that to me was so cool. Um, and there's so many cool, interesting things about that movie. And of course, it is technically like one of the, the original slasher film. You know what I mean? Like, of course, there's other ones that fit the definition that predate it, but the genre was created for that film. I mean, it was definitely at that point popularized. Like it became. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what a slasher movie. film is. We should get more 100%. of these. 100%. Let's do, let's make as much money off this as we possibly can. And of course, John Carpenter, which get out of here, it's John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter is a legend. You know, you can the music. Uh, oh, dude, this is the most iconic. That There's, and like uh even even not even horror films, just films in general. The Halloween theme, you're not gonna not everyone knows that. Like yeah, there's no mistaking that. It's probably I would go ahead and say the most recognizable, like one of at least the most recognizable film scores of all time. Like everyone knows. Yeah, I put it up there with like what that is. Like Jaws. Oh, yeah. Jaws. Jaws. Uh, the Exorcist, little tubular bells. Everyone yeah. knows that too. But a lot of people pick Harry Potter. They just know it. Yeah. Like the Imperial March. I'd put yeah. Halloween up there with that. Halloween's up there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, and for me, it was just such a cool movie. And I watched it when I was a kid. And um, just the characters, you got to see the first really strong female character with Laurie Strode, you know, that first final yeah, girl. One of the original screen queens. And freaking Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, of course, by the time I watched it, I wasn't around in 78. Um, no. She's already kind of established. You see her in other stuff. It kind of goes back to what we talked about with like everyone liking Sam because you already knew him from other things. So like seeing, especially when I watched it for like the second time, because I mean, I watched it when I was a kid with mom and stuff and I didn't really know but after watching a couple of things and seeing Daniel Lee Curtis and other stuff, and you're like, oh man, I know who that is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know yeah. her. And you, you immediately have a connection. And it was cool. Like, oh, it's that's that lady from True Lies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Arnold's wife. What? <laughs> uh, but no, and I don't know. It's just a great film for me, man. Like, and it's such a, it has such a good um, connections, I guess, to home. You know, like like the hospital, Smith's Grove's Hospital. It's actually named after Smith's Grove, Kentucky. Oh, John, really? Carpenter, John Carpenter, he lived in Bowling Green for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was his idea. You know what I mean? Um, of That's course, funny. originally named the babysitter Murders. You know, that was the original idea. Uh, but for budgetary concerns, they were like, well, uh, we got to kind of pick one night. What's a good night? You know, let's, well, let's do Halloween. You know, I'm sure there were some other options. And that's another thing it did. After Halloween was so successful, we got all kinds of like, holiday themed movies and you already had like black christmas and stuff like that but yeah. black christmas was nowhere near the commercial success that halloween was no no and i think that's halloween why it, it gets called the the original one because it was probably the first successful one i mean i want to say at the time the budget was like 300 to three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, 
I think worldwide it's it's grossed over seventy million dollars. And that's yeah, yeah. that's not Avengers money or anything. But for a horror film to come out in the seventies, I think that's pretty that's pretty crazy. Just you know I mean plus he's expanded that. I mean you have the movies. It's one of those ones that you know you can every VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, they're making a copy of it. Mm-hmm. They're putting it in a box set. Not to mention the Halloween costumes, the it's toys. Worth it. It's worth it, man. He's been putting mask. video games. Oh my god, the mask. Just the mask alone. Of course, you know, that's another iconic piece of trivia. You know, I'm stealing all your five facts thing. It's uh, you know, an inside out Captain Kirk mask with all the hair removed and painted white. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's something just that simple and to become so iconic. Like that, the Jason mask, the Freddy glove, you know, the the leather face chainsaw, like those are those iconic things that kind of, I think, to me, make a slasher killer who they are. You know, that there has to be something that gives them that otherworldly feel or that, yeah, that like untouchable, this person can't be killed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to run, but he's going to walk and somehow catch me because this dude is like ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, they need that. Um, which I think it's cool, you know, and uh, there's so many things that harken back to other movies, you know, like Dr. Loomis is actually named after a character in Psycho, which had Jamie Lee Curtis's mom in it, Janet Lee. Yeah, you know, which is, and again, you have Jamie Lee Curtis second in a line, her mom was, you know, an iconic film star in one of the most iconic horror movies of all time, Psycho. I mean, it's Alfred freaking Hitchcock. I mean, the man gets his own episode one day. Um, for, sure. for me, I mean, he's probably top three favorite directors of all time um and it's just really cool to see that i mean you know um you know i think i think at one point it was the highest grossing independent film of all like in the world and of course now i'm sure other ones have surpassed it but at the time um and it's such a good film man like and it has that all those tick marks you know like he's compelled to kill you know you don't know why he's coming home you know and it's and um it was cool to see it man and like i even like all the the sequels you know three is kind of weird but it also has it's just a good film three is so good though if three wasn't called halloween if it was just called season of the witch well, it was it would still be, be great anthology it was supposed to be not all about michael myers it was like oh here's this story here's this story here's this story yeah but we, but we want to see but people myers. love michael myers they had to bring him back i mean like but me three is so good it's so weird yeah it's good i think they're it's all good, good. man I'd, have to, I'd venture to say, aside for the original, of course, my probably second favorite in the series is Six, The Curse of Michael Myers. The they, they give you all this backstory, especially if you watch like the unedited director's cut. There's so oh, much backstory. Paul Rudd with the with the cult of Thorn. Mel, I have the Mark of Thorn tattoo on my wrist. You know what I mean? Like that's me and my wife both have it. Like we both love Halloween, and I thought it was super cool to have like this reason as to why. Even though the character didn't need the reason, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, wow, that was silly." I just thought it was cool. Like, oh, it's it kind of adds cult. to it. It just adds to the story well, it, of it, ethos. Yeah, it adds to the mythos of the whole world. Like you, you kind of want to know like why this little kid stabbed his sister. Yeah. You know, and other than he just was a murderer, you know, which is yeah. cool too. Um, but you know, he was compelled to do it in the story says because of some mark of Thor. Um <laughs> and that's another and one you're talking about with the remakes. Uh and they Rock- straight up was like, no, nah, we gotta reboot it. Yeah, Rob Zombie's reboot, in my opinion, is just trash. I liked the first one. No, I didn't care for the second one. He did what you what you were talking about with Letterface. Oh, let's show this kid. We don't need to see that. He kills his sister. Boom, cuts the thing. They did show like too much backstory, but I liked the just absolute brutality he brought. 
that where Michael Myers was kind of like, oh, I'm just going to stab you. Yeah. He was like really brutal. And so I was like, I, I, I didn't think he needed it. And that it was, was different. My, some of my problems with the Leatherface films. No. There's almost no right. blood in, in the first one. And like there's there's almost none. Yeah, there's almost, almost none. Done. But then they remake it. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, let's have shooting blood out. You don't need that. Michael Myers was scary just on his own. You know what I mean? Like it didn't need the gore. Like the, the killings are graphic. Like like he folds. Like when he kills Bob and he kills, um, oh girl, PJ I mean, yeah, his character. I love Marcelli though. <clears throat> he folds her in half. You know what I mean? Like and it's like that one time he stabbed somebody with a shotgun. He didn't yeah. shoot them. He, he stabbed them. With it. I mean, it's Michael Myers. That's what he does. <laughs> I mean, one of them he puts his thumb through someone's forehead, which is, yeah. I might say, humanly impossible. But he's but not a human. Whatever. He is a human. He's a supernaturally motivated. But um, <laughs> he's a possessed. Yeah, essentially. He's the Mark of Thorne. The dude's like a dritic calling. Um, he's a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? I think that's what's so cool about him. That's what's always inspired me to want to play that role. I mean, he's just he his presence, you know. He didn't have a name. Like Michael Myers comes from later. You know, they talk about him in the movie, but he's just called the shape. You know what I mean? So it's just like this shape. And then you see him in the backyard just staring at you, and then he's gone. Or next to the bush. Or he drives by in a car and he's just staring at you. You know what I mean? It's just like creepy, ominous, like, why is this person looking at me? Um, I don't know, man. This had a special place, you know. Nobody likes to be stared at. Heck no. Especially not by a weird ass dude in a white mask. Just hey, I see you over. It's weird, uh, but yeah, man, that's probably my favorite for sure. Um, I love the new ones. You know, uh, bringing back Jamie Lee. I thought it was kind of weird. They're just we're gonna say two through six don't exist, and just go straight. This is the next sequel. Um, but it was kind of interesting. You know, I it, thought it was kind of weird. Just having well, that big. The other that. ones I can see being like, okay, none of these existed. Because they get kind of weird. Oh, like, dude. Six gets weird. It I does. like that it added a mythos to it and it yeah. added this whole other backstory. You were like, okay, now it makes sense why he doesn't die or why he's so powerful. Yeah, they kind of answer the question. I thought you it was know, weird they had another sense. version of him who broke him out of jail. The dude in the dust was kind of strange. Yeah, there's uh, a bunch of weird stuff. And you got to have really like, okay. O with freaking LL Cool J. We're rebooting it. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trick or treat. Bust- Buster Rhymes messed them up. Yeah, we're just yeah. gonna forget that. That <laughs> didn't happen. And I don't know. I like I like the mask. How they made it like really dirty and dingy because it was supposed to be the original mask. And it yeah, because so he still years. had the hanger hole in the neck and everything, which was cool. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Cool. I can't wait for Halloween. I did kills. hear. I did hear a theory that if you um, if you really watch the film, it said it makes it seem like Jamie Lee Curtis's character um, caused the bus crash so Michael would get out so she could kill him. Oh, probably. I think it's very much alluded to that in that movie. I was like, you know, that makes perfect sense. Like, I could see her doing that. Yeah, she wants to kill him. Have you seen the teaser? No, I don't watch the new one. I've gotten to the point where I don't watch trailers or teasers anymore. I oh. just want to be surprised. I don't watch them for anything. I didn't watch any anything I like or anything I'm really well, into. I don't want to watch. I'm it. gonna I'm gonna tell you what it says, Bob. Like it doesn't give it doesn't give anything away. It's literally it, it, five seconds, I think, maybe ten. All it was was them riding away on the back of that truck like they did in, at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, you know, kind of, oh, yay, we made it. 
and then you hear fire trucks and the fire trucks are going by them and then it shows the house burning and you see the fire trucks going and jamie lee curtis is just yelling no let it burn let it burn and that's it huh i was like okay well now i can see how he gets out of the fire i know i was like how are you gonna how are you gonna make another one they locked his ass in the basement and burned this house down on him I mean, um, but they've lit him on fire before yeah true it still comes back hey man in the rob zombie remakes luma shoots him straight in the face with a 45 and he gets back up that was one thing that bothered me too because other time he you see him get shot but that one was like i know what a 45 bullet do a close range he would have the back of his whole head would be gone he got dirty hairy he'd be done yeah, exactly just bow huge hole in the head i was you know i just didn't like him man. i think rob zombie would have been more suited for the texas chainsaw remakes like he's ripped his whole style off of toby hooper he is not john carpenter give I mean, that man Rob texas chainsaw his own like he's very weird no he he wants to be toby hooper real bad like look at that house of a thousand corpses is like a hundred percent the family from texas chainsaw pretty much you just don't have a leather face hell chop tops even in it I mean, yeah, Bill Mosley. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically playing the same older version of himself. Crazy, disgruntled. You know, they made another film of that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, All American Massacre. Another one? Like a yeah, fourth like one? it was a fan film. Oh, okay. That he starred in where he pl- replayed his role as Chop Top. Oh, nice. Doing an interview talking about being in the war and stuff. And then he goes on a killing spree. Look my and, plate, uh, dog dick. They called it. Um, they called it all American massacre and it was supposed to be like a kind of just a short clip thing. Mm. And they turned it into a whole movie oh, and wow. they released a trailer online, but it's never been, the movie's never been released. Oh, wow. That's interesting. It was a whole movie he filmed <laughs> as chop top. A sequel. As chop top. He's a funny character. Yeah. Well, man, um, anything else you want to add this week? Oh man. I don't you know, we're going to talk about all these other ones. I do love a slasher film. There's a lot. So we have our favorites. You know what? I mean, we talked about four. I'm going to talk about Scream for a little bit. Because oh, I love Scream so much. Look, this is why Scream is so good. I mean, it starts off good anyway. Is It takes literally every trope of the genre. Where you're like, oh, this is definitely going to happen this way. Uh, and it makes sense. Where, you know, uh, you have Jamie Kennedy's character telling people, like, the rules of, you know, the slasher type film. You can't have sex. You know, don't ever say, I'll be right back. Yeah. Like, all these things that we've seen in so many movies. Oh, and, yeah. you know, these and people do it, and then they die. I think what's uh, good about Scream is that it was people our age, or yeah. our kind of age range, who grew up with horror movies like we did living one so it was kind of cool i mean yeah. don't get me wrong i'm just giving you crap i like scream i mean i went to the theater and watched them all uh, drew barrymore i had that little cameo in the beginning she yeah. was just in the beginning they they pushed her as a star of the film she's literally on the poster mm-hmm. she's in 10 minutes in the beginning it's because she was an et man i mean she's a huge star like that's yeah. a huge star to have in your movie and we have drew but barrymore not only that i mean um naomi What's her name? Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Almost said Naomi Campbell. That's a different person. Nev Campbell as the final girl. Sydney Prescott mm-hmm. did a really good job. Like she did the the kind of oh I'm sad, but also like I might beat you up. 
yeah. you know, kind of back and forth. And uh, Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard were, I'm going to drop the F-bomb, fucking amazing. Yeah, I'll do it. I love Matthew Lillard. So. Matthew like, Lillard is so good. Yeah, He's, he's so my, underrated for everything he does. He's, he's so one of my good. favorite actors. And it, those roles just were perfect for those people where I believe Skeet Ulrich might kill me. Like, he <laughs> he might. Like, he's so believable. He did and look then, like that creepy, almost like um, psycho-esque kind of. Yeah, and then face. Matthew Lillard is like, that goofy sidekick, but he will also gut you. Mm-hmm. And then the part at the end where, uh, I mean, at this point, it's been out like what, 30 years mm-hmm. where the, she stabs him in the stomach and he's all, my mom's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny, man. I loved it. I mean, you know, they're part of that postmodern 96, the present slasher area era, yeah. you know, and the, it was good. I think like, he did a good job. Scream, especially, I think, kind of revitalized the genre because it came out, and then you got just a bunch of like remakes of old stuff. And then we got We Know What You Did Last Summer and all these like, other uh, films. Teen, teen horror films. Yeah. All those kind of like, hey, let's throw some, some people in there. And they kind of took the that. first ones are always good. And then oh, they slowly yeah. get worse. And it was like I said, they, they did a good job of, of, uh, and Scream 2 especially, and of course I know what you did last summer, brought in like a lot of really popular uh, actors to play the roles, you know, and uh, yeah. you know, that mean, kind of carried over Scream to two, H2O and Scream brought Chucky. Had, had uh, I don't think he was this, he wasn't as famous as he is now, but had Timothy Olyphant in it. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird. <clears throat> which is also really funny. I mean, uh, I know what you did last summer had stand up. Mm-hmm. And he talks about working with uh, Timothy Oliphant and how uh, pretentious he can be. <laughs> to where everyone on the set called him Timothy Oliphantastic. <laughs> so now that's all I could, that's all I hear when anyone says his name. <laughs> Oliphantastic. Like Timothy it. Oliphantastic. I mean, are there any other ones you like? Like as much as you like Halloween. Oh, I mean, I mean, there's a ton. I love, I love pretty much all the, um, I all the big ones, man. Friday Thirteenth was a big one for me. I have a lot of good memories of a kid watching that. Yeah. Love Freddy, you know, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, just so good. Um, you know, Johnny Depp's first role. Uh, I really love Dream Warriors. That's oh, Dream probably Warriors so good. One of my all-time favorites. That's when Robert England really got into being Freddy. Like really. Oh yeah, got yeah. into that silly, also murder you, Freddy. He just kind of took it to a whole new, and this is the one-liners. He took it to a whole nother oh, level. One-liners, man. but there's so many, um, so many just big like '80s ones that were had such a, I guess, impact on my life. I guess um, I don't know, Hellraiser. Man, Hellraiser. I mean, I wouldn't put that necessarily as a as a slasher it's, yeah but it's kind I of supernatural love though i mean of course they come from hell essentially but yeah. i love those movies um the really cre- creepy ones like slumber party massacre um oh, yeah scary freaking sleepaway camp uh, with that face ah no oh. uh, <laughs> but you know it's just so many things back in those days that i liked that have there's so many in this world like maniac cop and 
you know, all the, of course, there are 100 remakes of like every Freddy, Jason, and um, Halloween much. movie. But I'll say like another big one for me, and he kind of also fits right in with those, would totally be Candyman. Oh, um, yeah. Candyman. And a remake of that one, too. I know, with Tony Todd as the Candyman. But it's, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, I know. So it's probably going to be good. <laughs> Well, I mean, it can't be bad. I mean, your source, your source, source content is coming from Clyde Barker. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, a, yeah, it has a book a written by Clyde content. Barker. Tony um, Todd is Candyman. So oh, yeah. having him come back is. You, if you picked 100%. anyone else, you were going to do it wrong. Yeah, and uh, I think that's where remakes get go the right way. Um, like I said, my big problem with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake was they picked someone else that wasn't Robert England. And granted, Robert yeah. England's getting older. Whatever, he is that person. Um, any killer doesn't have a mask they are that person like tony todd is candy man you, know, you couldn't have another dude no all right plus that voice man like tony todd's voice is just like uh, you're like oh my god i'm gonna die you know and the story <laughs> is cool uh from what i've seen i did see a trailer for that and when i saw it looked really cool like he was trying to pass the mantle on you know what i mean like which i thought was interesting like they're trying to make some other newer guy be the candy man yeah. and that won't be a cool way to do it like kind of a passing the torch kind of way but at least he's in it you know what i mean like uh hopefully longer than a couple moments i mean jordan peele has a good track record so far so i know it's so so weird coming from i know you're like watching key and peele yeah they'd be like oh he's gonna make horror films now oh really okay yeah and then i watched get out and i was like oh this is good yeah then i went and watched us and was like wow yeah this guy can make whatever he wants yeah so it, I mean, I look forward to it. I'm looking forward to any of the. I'm looking forward to Halloween too, which was supposed to come out this year. And now we're gonna have to wait again. Halloween kills. I think it's called Halloween kills. Yeah, Halloween yeah. kills. A new Texas Chainsaw. Uh, a new Candyman. I mean, there's a lot of good ones coming out. There's a lot of weird ones. What about that new Child's Play? How'd you feel about that? Um, see, on that one, I wouldn't even call the remake a slasher film. No, it wasn't. It was just a remake. I would say it's definitely more of like a, I don't know. I mean, it's because it's like he's like a weird robot. Yeah, uh, he's just AI. He's advanced yeah. AI that learned. But I thought it was but a cool movie, though. I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good uh, reimagining of mm-hmm. the original story. Because, I mean, you're in, it's 2019, 2020. Yeah. I think 2019 when it came out. Uh, voodoo's not going to work. No, no. Also, like it's not gonna work now. Like in the eighties, it worked. You're like, oh shit, voodoo. We don't mess with voodoo. No, it'd probably be probably frowned upon of a white serial killer using voodoo to put his body or soul into a doll. Uh, you know, in in the yeah. current and then kill, killing his uh, you know voodoo teacher. Yeah, everybody and else it, like it's, crazy it was a different time, and it just did a lot of things that people did in the eighties in horror films, in particular, just don't fit. Like that doesn't make sense now. Like people, oh voodoo, that's just silly. Whereas advanced AI is not only something that makes sense to people, but it is something that could probably happen within the next five years. Scarily enough, yeah. Like I mean, he he's literally just an an AI toy that can control all the gadgets in your house, which is basically what Alexa is, but he can move around and talk and be your friend. 
and Mark Hamill did the voice. I, I'm sorry, you can't go wrong with Mark Hamill. No, ever. no, he had a good voice. <laughs> it's a weird, uh, like, what? Okay. I know. I was so weird. <laughs> I was like, oh, because Brad Dorf is Chucky. And that's what makes it weird is they did the reboot, but they're also doing a TV show on sci fi that's still that Chucky from the movies in that world. Hmm. So that Chucky still exists, but you also have reboot Chucky. That's it's strange. very weird. It's very weird. It's very strange. And it's, uh, Don Mancini's doing it. Hmm. The guy who came up with it, the creator. That's interesting. I'll watch it though. I mean, hopefully it'll be on Shutter or something. They make it. Uh, I think it. I can't remember what it said. I don't think it's on Shutter, but they. Um, it's like he gets picked up at a yard sale or something. He's all chopped up in a town. Who's buying that? Um, he's not chopped up. Hmm. If you haven't seen the new one. No. All right. It's been a few years. So after a few years, I, f- I feel like you can spoil any movie. Yeah. Yeah. At this Weeks. point, if you haven't seen it, Weeks you're not going to see it. Yeah. Um, so in that film, he does figure out how to copy himself. Hmm. And he copies himself into many Chucky dolls. Oh, okay. Like brand new. Hmm. So there's like ten Chucky. So it's like a Horcrux now. What's this Harry Potter? And he's kind of like different. Like one of them was kind of dumb. Like they didn't. It was kind of like Gremlins. Remember they all came. They had their yeah. different personality. They're doing like, that kind. Huh. Of- <laughs> and one of them was kind of weird. But most of them were all like murderous. Like he split his own personality in ten different bodies. And he separated himself. And all those Chucky dolls are kind of out in the world right now. Interesting. It's, it was very that. interesting. It had, the, it had the kid who played Andy Barclay come back. He's like a great really role. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty good, though. I liked it. Hmm. I'll check it out. It's been like, I think one of those things I kept me in to watch. I never got around to it. And then uh, as I'm kind of not big on remakes, I don't like when they try to continue stuff. It's like, man, you're not going to. Well, see, that's the thing yet. with Chucky. It's never been a remake. Until the reboot, just keep it's literally on. just this is the same Chucky. Yeah, but Bride of Chucky. And I thought they kinda, messed with me. Was kind of cheesy. Bride of Chucky was cheesy. The, the Seed of Chucky was just ridiculous. But I liked it. That weird kid doll. Uh, seed of Chucky is the worst one by far. <laughs> uh, but then you also have uh, what is the Curse of Chucky? Came out in 2013, hmm. and. Like in that one, it's like Chucky's in his house and he looks brand new. You hadn't seen him since Seed of Chucky. So you're like, uh, he should be cut up. Like, how is he brand new? This must be a remake or a reboot. Yeah. And you watch it and there's a point in the movie where like she finds him in the attic. She's messing with him. She sees something on his face so she starts to pick him. And you realize that he had put something on his face to make him look new. And she peels all the plastic off him. He's all cut up underneath still. And I was like, oh, this is just a continuation. Oh, nice. That's and then Cult, Cult of Chucky is the new one that came out in 2017. That's the one I need to watch. Actually, I, I don't think I've seen one since Sea of Chucky because it was so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was a little like, ugh, when they made Curse. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd recommend watching both of those. Curse and Cult are pretty good. Sounds good. And out. Brad Dorff's daughter uh, is in both of them. Huh, cool. Uh, Fiona is her name. 
well there you go guys a little suggestion from us to you um yeah all the movies we mentioned today if you have not seen them we highly suggest them especially if you like slashers i mean honestly if you've not seen halloween or texas chainsaw you're not even a horror fan i don't care who, <laughs> who you are um i mean in a lot of these movies you can catch on uh netflix and hulu and shutter like this we time said. of year this time of year uh, yeah this time of year they're on a lot of stuff okay. certain channels will have marathons of course they won't be as good because they'll be edited but yeah so yeah check them out guys um and yeah so i mean pretty much that's that's our show right yeah yeah we've talked about some of our favorites uh talked about some of the childhood experiences threw a bunch of names out you have no idea who they are <laughs> um you're learning yeah. about us you're learning but yeah as our episode on slashers like i said again my favorite probably horror genre uh by far yeah for sure so yeah guys thanks so much for checking it out this week <clears throat> and you know yeah. as always you can check us out on anchor spotify apple podcasts uh google podcasts pretty we're, much wherever you get podcasts. everywhere <laughs> um if you want yeah. to send us a message uh we do have a facebook page or an instagram uh, yeah. you can hit us up on both of those if you have any questions you want to make any suggestions for a future episode uh, like and follow to kind of get updates yeah. you can kind of send us direct messages um whenever a new episode drops we always put out some social media and stuff and then um if you're interested in what our pretty faces look like you can catch us on there sometimes um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so yeah leave a review let us know you know like i said again you have a suggestion let us know i'd love to hear what people you know so people have similar interests to us that'd be kind of cool um to yeah. cover some topics other people suggested all right man um yeah so like, like we said thanks for checking us out as always special thanks to belushi speedball for the use of their song the bleeps the sweeps and the creeps from their album speedball three another ep uh um, oh, yeah again great local band check them out and uh like i said before if you haven't seen any of the movies we've mentioned tonight uh i suggest you go out and you find a way to watch them all of them uh post haste <laughs> do it now <laughs> Um, especially Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, all those jabs. Gotta do it. All right, man. We'll see you next time. See you next week. Tune in next week. Same dumb time, same dumb shit.